And welcome back to Answers for Elders, everyone. And I'm here with a very special guest who has not been with us before. And he is Dr. Paul Jensen, who is an optometric physician with over 30 years experience here in greater um, Puget Sound. And he has his own um, eye care practice, Paul, in uh, Renton. Is that correct? That is correct. And Paul, that what is the name of your practice? It is Renton Vision Source. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And where are you located? Uh, near downtown Renton. That's perfect, and you'll you'll we can certainly give that contact information at the end of the of the segment here. <clears throat> but Dr. Paul has been gracious enough to share with us a little bit about um, uh, senior eye health. Um, we all, as we know, we get older, and a lot of us are wearing bifocals, like myself, and <laughs> used to be contact lens wearer, and now I can't do that anymore. Um, when I'm sure, Paul, you find that pretty common as we age, our oh, eyes absolutely, change. Absolutely, sure. So just tell us a little bit about general eye health as we get older. What happens to our eyes? Well, older people really um, have a, a number of issues that they have to face that uh, are in some ways preventable. Other ways, mm-hmm. we kind of are um, subject to our genes and to what's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are several different conditions that we really look at carefully to make sure that we are doing the right thing from prevention as well as uh, treatment when we need to. Wow. And what are some things that we can do on prevention? Well, uh, the number one condition that we see for older people as far as vision loss or blindness is macular degeneration. Wow. Uh, Macular degeneration is a uh, fairly common condition where the central vision gets to be very blurred, kind of hazed out. It's very, very frustrating. I'm sure. The things we want to do most, driving, reading, get to be most difficult. When you look right at something, it kind of disappears. Wow. It's very, very frustrating to have. Now, is that preventable? In some ways, yeah, it can be at least partially preventable. I always tell people to, the, the way to prevent most conditions, whether they're eye disease or anything else, I always tell people, do what your mother told you. And that is, for example, don't smoke, uh, get enough rest, eat right. Uh, just a good, healthy, strong body is mm-hmm. the best thing for healthy, strong eyes. Sure, sure. And I'm sure, uh, just thinking it through too, is is that you know if have your eyes checked frequently. I mean, don't I? I mean, I talk to people all the time. They haven't been to an eye doctor in like ten years, which concerns me. It's like there's so many things that can happen with an eye that you don't maybe realize it's going on if you don't have somebody checking. Oh, we see that every day. You know, I see people and I think, boy, I wish I had seen you, you know, a year ago or rather than, or, or, uh, rather than waiting 10 years. Sure. You know, we can take a run up to these things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yet, you know, we always think about, oh, well, I'll go get my eyes checked another day. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not an acute um, scenario sometimes. Like, no, is no, it? no. People are very adaptable. When things change gradually, like a cataract or macular degeneration, it's really easy to just kind of adapt to it, put it off, and, and kind of get along. Uh, whereas if we can nip it in the bud, get it early, generally sure. we have a much, much better chance. And I things. can imagine, too, I, I remember as a child, this is when I first found out that I was nearsighted, you know, I didn't even realize initially that I needed glasses until my parents took me to a Sonics game, believe it or not, <laughs> and I couldn't see the numbers on the jerseys. And so my mom said, you can't, I go, what numbers on the jerseys? And um, so they took me immediately to an eye doctor, and I think I was like in eighth grade, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. sure enough, I was 
I had to have wear glasses at the time. Right. Same for elders as well. You know, I had a lady in a couple of days ago. Um, she was almost completely blind. And it was just a gradual change with cataract yeah. that is a very preventable kind of problem and easily fixed, you know, with a, with a quick surgery. Um, and, you know, years ago, we could have fixed that for her. And she just kind of adapted and, and kind of didn't bother her over time. Yeah. And so the sad part is, obviously, when you're talking about a lady that wasn't that it was almost blind. If you don't take care of this stuff, you could go blind. Oh, sure. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job I, is to, yes, to watch after yes. that. Right? I, well, you know, I love the fact that we're talking about this topic because we've never talked about it on the show before. Um, I think that there's so many things that we just take our eyes for granted until we don't have them. Um, and, and that's the hard part. I know as our vision gets worse, as we get old, get older, um, it's, it's a grave concern. So what are some of the things that if we are seniors, what are the things we should look out for? Well, um, for one thing, um, a lot of people get caught on their, um, driver's license exam. So if, if you struggle even a little bit on that, it'd probably be worth, even if you pass, it's nice to to maybe come on in and get it checked just so that we can prevent something down the road. Those are the little things that uh, we ask people to kind of pay more attention to. Sure. And obviously, um, you know, how often should someone have an eye exam? I mean, what's the standard rule of thumb? Well, for a normal, healthy, over 60-year-old, we recommend annual. Okay. And the doctors will recommend uh, maybe a sooner interval depending on what's going on. If there's some active disease process or something to watch, then we would we'd check maybe mm-hmm. more often. But mm-hmm. but annual would be just for a, just a routine check just to pick up those conditions. And do you find that after uh, people reach a certain age that, that their conditions start to escalate or not? Does it, it really depend on the individual? Well, it depends on the condition, too. Okay. I mean, a lot of things, uh, mo- most things that we look at from macular degeneration to glaucoma to cataract, uh, diabetic disease, which is a whole nother category wow, of issues. that's true. Um, those things definitely get worse as, as we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, although uh, of those, uh, you know, we can do quite a bit to help prevent changes, uh, particularly sure. with the diabetics. That Diabetes is actually the second leading cause of blindness, blindness for older that. people. Yes. And boy, if we can get the blood <clears throat> sugar stable, that is just, that means everything. That can help. Absolutely. And I, mean, I can imagine when you're saying that, there's a lot of things that, you know, chemically in, in a senior's body can affect their vision. I know that it certainly can affect Alzheimer's and dementia oh, uh, sure. s- symptoms. Yeah. So I can only imagine that that contributes to many other sensory type of things, especially involving the brain. It could infect your your vision. Oh, sure, sure. In fact, if you think about the eye, it's just kind of, it's got every bit of tissue that the entire body has. It's got nerves, it's got connective tissue, it's got blood vessels, it's got a little bit of everything. And Uh so conditions that would affect, like diabetes or high blood pressure, that would affect any of those tissues will show up in the eye very, very frequently. We see that every day. Wow. And we are talking to Dr. Paul Jensen, from Renton, Washington, and he is has a clinic again. What is the name of your clinic? It is Renton Vision Source. Renton Vision Service Source Source, Source. Renton yeah. Vision Source, and um, just a little bit about you know common problems. You know how like cataracts are pretty easy to take care of, and those are, that's basically like a little lens over your eye, isn't it? That that you can't it causes you not to be able to to see as well? Is it, 
is that really what a cataract is? Yeah, a cataract is a kind of clouding of the natural lens. A, a child okay. is born with a crystal clear lens inside the eye to do the focusing. It's the same lens that gets a little rigid and why we need bifocals, mm-hmm. but eventually it'll begin to cloud. We, we kind of look at cataract like gray hair. It's really not a disease. It's just a natural progression that we see and we take care of it when we need to. Mm-hmm. It, it would be kind of odd, you know, for a teenager to have a cataract. Right. And, and that we would look for something maybe special going on. But for anybody over 60, 65, we just consider it a normal part of life and we handle it when we need to. Yes. And and then as far as glaucoma, that's a whole other story. That's oh, yes. that's a very different condition. Tell me a little bit about glaucoma. Glaucoma is nerve damage due to a high fluid pressure in the eye. And the, the funny thing about it, you think if you have a high pressure in the eye that you'd feel it, that you'd be uncomfortable or have some pain. And unfortunately, really the only way to check for glaucoma is to have it checked by a doctor because it is painless. It's called the, right. the silent thief of vision. You know, it it just kind of creeps along and you just got to stay on top of it to make sure that it's not an issue. Yeah. It does run in families very uh, predominantly. So if it's in the family, that's something that we really recommend people have checked. Well, that's interesting. I have glaucoma. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, and my father had it. So very much what you're saying, that's very true. Well, so. you know what? I'm a suspect and my father has it as well. So Isn't that <laughs> yes, interesting? Yes, It's so and common. what causes, I mean, is it just a condition that's just caused? There isn't anything specifically that causes it, is there? Yeah, you know, there are, there can be conditions, uh, either medical conditions or medications that people take that can cause glaucoma. But by and large, about 80% of the time, we really don't know. Wow. Uh, It's just something that we see, that we follow, that we do the testing. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are kind of borderline. In fact, I'm Mm -hmm. one of those called a glaucoma suspect. Many, many of us are suspects who never go on to have glaucoma. But those are the the tricky ones where you kind of have to weed out and do Mm -hmm. a little extra testing to see which people really do go on to have the condition. And the glaucoma test, I believe, for those of us that have been through it, is that little puff on your eye. And then there's also a different type of a test I know that you guys do. Well, there's quite a variety of tests. (laughs) And that's, let me tell you, that's the one. And photographs. Visual fields. Exactly. Why I've been through of all of those yeah. kind of things. Good for you. <laughs> well, good to keep on top of it, right? Yeah. But probably the air puff is the one thing that stops people from wanting to come get their eyes checked. Uh, I just don't like that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I used to never have a problem with the air puff. And now when they do it, it because I obviously have higher pressures in my eye, it, it, I, it bothers me more so than it used to. Well, that's, that's but it's more important now than it was before. Absolutely. My my worst one though is I have to say the visual fields. That is just <laughs> with somebody that is a type A, uh, you know, no patience kind of thing. It's kind of hard to get in the zone and just <laughs> watch that little uh, light right. pop up all you over the place. Right. Yeah. Absolutely right. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about what your specialty is, and we're going to go into another segment here shortly. But um, tell us about your specialty and what you do in your center. Well, we do see in my in my general practice, we see any condition from mm-hmm. glasses and contacts to glaucoma and cataracts, macular degenerate, all that kind of stuff we see. Mm-hmm. Um, my specialty is in dry eyes, and I do have a separate uh, practice. And we're going to talk all yeah. about that. So, great. And how, how? what is your website and your phone number? How do we reach you? Uh, the phone number is the easiest phone number you'll ever hear. It's uh, 425-255-2020. A lot of eye doctors have the 2020 phone number. I love that. So that's, that's the easy that's one. That's easy. It's yeah. 455-2020, area code 425. Five. And what is your website? It is rentonvision.com. 
rentonvision.com. Paul, it's so, been so great having you on the program, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Suzanne. What a pleasure. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.